0: Well, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you are joining us today, you are very welcome. This story is a famous parable or illustration of how God's kingdom works. God is the master of this story, entrusting his wealth to his servants. This story is about giving away to others and seeing what they do with it. The stewardship of the resources entrusted to them. And in the typical way that the kingdom of God often flies against popular opinion, we see in this reading that those who've done the most with what they were entrusted are given even more. And we don't like to think about the person who was just given one bag and even that was taken from him and he was thrown out of the master's household. So my question for you today is what is the return on what God has given you? How is the kingdom of God growing through what your master has given you? Do you think that being in God's kingdom is about singing nice songs and reading comforting scripture? This parable promises that that's like digging a hole in the ground and then showing God that everything is as it was. Where there are Christians who are not actively practicing their faith or in community with others, there there is a bit of a warning here at the end of this parable. But this parable is principally an encouragement and reminder that God is a generous God. We live in a world that has fallen away from God, which means that the prevailing characteristics of our world are the opposite of what God is like. Our nations and our peoples are selfish, putting their own interests first. The selfishness of humans reveals the generosity of God when you see it and feel its presence. God is generous. In the first book of the Bible, in Genesis, we read the story of Abraham, commanded by God to sacrifice the most important and dearest thing in his life, his son, Isaac. And we read in Genesis 22, verses 11 and 14, the following. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy he said. Don't do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you've not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. God announces himself, Jehovah Jireh in Hebrew, the God who provides in English. Once, as a student, I ran completely out of food and money and had no ability to get more funds. I sat before God one morning and prayed, Lord, you've brought me to this point. I completely trust you. You can see what a mess I'm in, and I will not eat again until you provide. I will tell no one, but I put myself in your hands today." Later that day, after church, someone walked up to me and invited me round to lunch. I almost cried with happiness, but also thankfulness for God's provision. That week I saw God's provision all the way through the week. Now. There are plenty of people who go without food every day in the world. But for me then, in my early Christian walk, away from home, it was an essential lesson in discovering that God was the great provider and that he was quite able to provide for my needs. If you haven't yet put your trust in God, he will provide for you. God is a good parent. Put your hands in his. You can hold him to your promises. When we think about the parable we started with today, I find myself asking, why? Why does the master entrust his servants with his wealth? I'm a parent of four children, and I love to give them presents and to provide for them. Because they want things? No because I want to watch them enjoy the gift and see what they do with it. The worst gift would be one that I gave that stayed unopened and unused in the corner of the room. The role of a good parent is to feed, clothe, teach, love, and direct their children. It's why God introduces himself as Father. It's a good role model, a good provision. It's not about spoiling you, meeting your every want, but being the provider of your every need and delighting in your thankfulness and enjoyment of what he provides. In this parable, how the servants act with what God has given them reveals a lot about who they think their master is. And it's natural to start justifying each person's actions based upon what they've been given. And you could forgive the person who's given the smallest amount for feeling that the master is cruel and somehow unfair because they've been given a lot less than everybody else. But that conveniently sidetracks the fact that they are all servants of the same master who they all know. Church is not a club where we use a bit of our free time to meet like-minded individuals in a shared interest and to feel good. It is a community, an extended family, a people within whom God himself dwells. It's the conduit of the Holy Spirit, being given out by God, seeking and hunting new people to bring them into living relationship with him. We know our God very well, and in return for his generosity and provision to us, We want to please him with how we handle that trust. Now, you might feel that you're quite self-sufficient and don't need God's provision. There's an important reminder in the Bible about where that provision comes from. We're going to read it here from Deuteronomy 8, verses 17 to 18. It says this. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. God has given you life, abilities, character, time, opportunities, the air you breathe, the money you have, the clothes you wear, the things you own, a future. He is the source of everything, even if the mechanisms through which you have gained these things have come through others. It's who he is, generous. He likes giving things away. After all, he built the universe, he gave you life, and gave himself to rescue you from sin. But he isn't stopping there. It's an eternal relationship. And why we know him as Father. He loves giving to his children and watching them become the best with what he gives them. God is not generous to you to see you squander his gifts on yourself. No, he's hoping and yearning that as he is generous to you, so you will be generous. This moment, this application of scripture may be the spark that brings your discipleship to life. This decision to trust in God's provision and to be a conduit for his generosity may be the best thing you ever do. Now I know it's not easy. A tap that has never been turned on can be quite stiff to start with. So choose today to be a servant who doesn't dig a hole and just sit on what God has blessed you with. Trust God with everything he's given you and start giving outwards. You can't outgive God. How to start? Bake a cake for someone. Invite someone around. Give a gift make a financial commitment to church. It's more important to turn on the tap than to worry about the rate of flow. Once you start giving outwards and see how enjoyable it is, I'm sure you might want to turn the tap on a bit more. And no matter what you live on now, there are millions of people living on less than you are. And God is Jehovah, Gyre. He will provide for you and will meet all your needs. You can trust him on this. Now, if you've watched Nick and Lois's story about the starting of Riverside Church and its journey, I wonder whether you've reflected on who has provided all of that. There are no legacies, no bestowing of property, just lots of faithful and passionate people in the flow of God's river of generosity, flowing outwards into the community. When we gather together to pray, we pray all together into the areas that we are directed to as a church. We don't handpick the particular areas that we're personally interested in. So make it also with your giving outwards. Give into the community as well as the things that God is directly laying on your heart. If you haven't set up regular financial giving, Do so today. Use the link shown in the YouTube description paragraph below this video, or go via our website to our donate link. This is about the practicalities of how we give outwards, and how we put that provision into best use. How to build the kingdom of God here on earth. Right now, it's about getting micro-gatherings of church, It's about uh, resourcing online services so that you can join us from wherever you are. It's about rebuilding the services into our community that we live amongst to help those who are hurting and need Jesus. I work as operations manager for this church and I have the privilege of seeing the landscape of generosity and provision across the whole church. When I see people beginning to give, there is a leap of joy and rightness as an onlooker, as I watch a visible trail of maturity and faithfulness that takes shape in the giver. I often see God bless and anoint those who are giving outwards from what God has gifted them with. And this isn't just financially, it's about the gifts of time, of prayer, of practical love, of serving on a team, of leading a group. But if you've been financially giving for a while, may I make an observation that the tap we turned on initially has a habit of very slowly, slowly closing, all by itself. Every year, you need to take a good look at your outflow, not just because of inflation and the cost of giving, cost of living, but also change to your circumstances and blessings of God it may mean that how you thought you initially set something up may no longer feel or be appropriate. Turn the flow up or down as you see God at work in your life and as the seasons in your life change. Be active in monitoring what that flow is. It's the place that measures God's provision of flow into your life as well as outwards. I'd also encourage you not to try and control it. God is a better user and director than you are. Give with an open and generous hand rather than with a string attached. Our faith community takes the combined efforts of people praying, giving of their time, giving of their abilities, giving of their finances, running services and community projects and youth groups. It all rises and falls together. God's provision to us includes the responsibility to be stewards of the provision of care for those who are in need, to help and bind up those who are wounded, and to teach and minister and build God's kingdom. How much should we give? Well, there is no right or wrong answer, but if it doesn't cost you sacrificially, or there is no intentionality to make a difference, it's probably too little. If your giving is skewing your life choices and meaning that you're failing to provide for your family and financial commitments or getting into debt, it's too much. I want to finish with drawing our attention to a very unique and wonderful dynamic to the way that God provides. He watches what we do with what he provides, and then acts in accordance with this parable from Matthew. That means that to the servant who acted faithfully and puts God's provision to good use, he rewards the fruitfulness and faithfulness and generosity of investing in others and increases it and even adds to it with what he takes from the other servants. Matthew 25, 28, this is what it says. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Outrageous! We also read in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 11:24 says, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Jesus did not tell this story as if it was something new. It was already here in the book of Proverbs. He just made it personal and easier to understand. We are a community in the kingdom that God is building here on earth. He gives to us in order to build his kingdom, not to squander or indulge ourselves or to play it safe. So the heart of the church is always how do we reach more people to tell them about Jesus? Along the way, we've used a variety of buildings. We've put on events. We've moved Alpha online, started stay and plays, and even a football team. Everything we do should always be evaluated against the plumb line of, as to whether people are meeting Jesus, whether people's relationship with God is deepening, and how fruitful we are in reaching out. What could the kingdom of God here on earth look like if we were clear running channels, united together? Reaching out to others and giving away God's presence. We are made by God to give God away through prayer and intercession, acts of kindness and love, and generosity of the resources that God has given us to steward. I have the pleasure of heading up Riverside Money Advice, where we help people become debt-free and discover freedom and God's love and community. I remember the day I opened an envelope on my desk to find a cheque for 10,000 pounds. I sat, goggle-eyed, it was enough to continue and develop the work for another six months. It was unexpected and without warning. I paused and I prayed an audacious prayer. Thank you, Father, for your provision. Is this you? I don't think we need this money right now, but if this is you, I want to sit up and take notice and start to make this growing ministry my focus. Lord, if this is you, forgive my boldness and my audacity, I'm thick and stupid and I don't hear well. So that I know without any doubt that this is your provision and not just luck and someone being generous. Would, would you do it again? I mean, do it again to the same amount exactly. Amen. I was at the end of my day So I packed my bags and left the office to head home and tell others about God's provision. Before I got to the front door, a member of the congregation met me and said, I just thought I should let you know that I'm going to give you a cheque for 10,000 pounds for Riverside Money Advice. At that point, I burst into tears. On my way home, my heart bubbled over with joy It wasn't about the amount of money. That was irrelevant. It was the sight of heaven breaking and bursting through into reality, and God saying, I am Jehovah Jireh, with a cheeky smile on his face. Hudson Taylor, founder of China Inland Mission, now known as OMF International, puts it this way, depend on it, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. He's too wise a God to frustrate his purposes for lack of funds, and he can just as easily supply them ahead of time as afterwards, and he much prefers doing so. This church holds chapter 47 of the book of Ezekiel as a central picture of our identity. That chapter talks of the flow of God's river of life coming out from the temple, flowing through outwards. Remember the direction of the flow, out from the temple and towards the sea. God's provision is to bring fresh water out to the sea of humanity. Nothing will stop him. He's reaching out and if you choose to get caught up in the flow and let him take you where he will, there is much adventure to be had. Our final challenge, therefore, is to step forward to get involved in building God's kingdom into the service of others, whether they are within or without the community, in the church community, and be prepared to see how God provides. As you do so, he will invest and give more, because when he finds people who will serve and build his kingdom, His generosity and his provision knows no bounds. If you want to jump in today and find out where God is gonna take you, let's talk. Use the websites, the phone, or here in person in the room. Let's pray. For those of us who need to entrust our lives and future into your hands, God, Father, We reach up now with our hand and put it into yours. As a good father, would you provide for us? And we will go with you. For those of us who are following but are trying to hold on to all the good things for ourselves, Jesus, help us turn the tap on of giving outwards of our time, our talents and our finances. We trust you and want to learn to be like you. You gave us everything. Use us to multiply and grow your kingdom. And finally, for those of us who just need to abandon our fears and want to trust you with everything, Holy Spirit, May we jump into your river of provision and not hold back anything for ourselves. Take us into the wild rapids of flow and fruitfulness. Take us into the awesome and costly adventure of reaching the lost. Break our hearts as yours is broken, but fill us with joy overflowing at seeing others come to know you for your glory, our great provider, Amen.